0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Service Monster Podcast. My name is Joe Kowalski, and I will be your host. Today, we're going to deep dive into some employee management and culture, specifically related to how do you communicate your trustworthiness to your client and make them feel good uh, when they're in the home and before they get there. And and more importantly, how do you build a culture of employees who really care? Uh, But before we do that... Let's get to some housekeeping, Adam. What are we talking about today?
1: Yeah, Joe. First, just kind of want to say, uh, welcome back from last week. Doing a little, uh, doing a little things outside the business there. But I also wanted to ask you. Um, we've talked about this briefly. Just kind of touched on what's happening. Kind of a big change in your life. And I just want to ask if you're nervous, excited for this upcoming news.
0: Oh, uh, new baby, baby number six. Yes. So yeah, no, I've gotten super excited in the last couple of weeks. Um, Baby number six was a surprise, but a happy one. I mean, we certainly have room in our lives. So, you know, um, it was a happy surprise instantly. There was no trepidation. But I am getting up there. Yeah. <laughs> 43, it's not, you know, 43 is the new 33, right? But – uh you know they they freaked out on my wife a little bit advanced maternal age I'm like nah she's a pro man she's got this <laughs> right <laughs> like we we know how to do this thing uh so and without going you know, too deep in the gory details and whatnot we're gonna have a home birth uh, looks like the due date's in 10 days so we'll see um and then uh, when that happens i'll take a couple weeks off to be with the family and of course i'll be working from home but h- hiding in the closet on right. facebook
1: one of those entrepreneur things. <laughs> That's right. The hat never fully comes off. <laughs> Not at all. So,
0: yeah, no, super excited. And uh we don't know if it's a boy or a girl yet, although we've had like a dozen ultrasounds because we had some scares in the beginning, but it's all good now. And, uh, and uh yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I don't really care as long as it's a girl. This guy had balance
1: in the forest. I'll have
0: three and three. Perfectly balanced is all things should be.
1: I don't really care as long as, it, as, long as it's a girl. That's, yeah.
0: and of course i'm joking you know having uh experience with two girls and three boys
1: at this point it's you know either way is cool right yeah but the balancing factor there is it's always nice
0: especially for me right being a data guy and a futurist and like it's like balance. like i won't make a uh size of a thing one or three or seven or nine like those are the numbers i stay away from
1: So, yeah, no, thanks for asking. Yeah, of course, of course. Another thing I wanted to mention, um, just kind of working with the development team, Um, you had mentioned before when uh, Sierra was leaving, just kind of, a little bit of a kind of slide back on until we get that that qa tester replaced so um, a couple things happened
0: in development which have been really interesting from just an employer point of view right um we've had two people in the last month uh give notices and they're moving on in their careers um both were kind of um early in their careers when they came to service monster so they got a lot of experience here and got really valuable and then decided to go somewhere else so um Love what they contributed, but it does leave a vacuum. So now what are we going to do with the positions that they had? And right now we're hiring for QA people. But until we do that, I'm not really comfortable pushing big feature sets out, especially new feature sets. So Matt, one of our senior engineers, has really risen to the challenge and helped me in the place of uh, wake of Alex and Sierra managing those builds. And, um, and him and i are coming up with a whole new process to manage builds uh, get consensus among stakeholders like sales and support and training um, get you guys focused on what's important not designing engineering the app or the ui or getting in 20-minute conversations about what color the button should be just that we need a button and it needs to do this and sales really thinks that valuable so they want to push it forward so we're we're creating a triage process um, that allows us to have these physical cards of the uh, features and bugs and kind of argue and debate about them and rank them in order and then come up with a deck that we can then turn into a sprint and give the engineers that work to do a lot of this is we're moving into the physical world so it's already in the digital world but we're also moving into the physical world now we're building the physical kanban board so everyone in the company can see what the engineers are working on and how it's flowing through um I think this will really help focus in absence of um, those kind of product management. Now we're managing by consensus through a process. And I mean, Adam's been uh, amazing helping with that process as well. So I don't, you know, good job. <laughs> <laughs> don't wanna overlook that as I talk around you, right? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that we're really emerging to kind of a new age. In development And it's evolving, but it was forced because some people leaving, I'm moving Ethan from full stack development on six to the mobile team, um, just so we can get that extra horsepower in there and get mobile pro finished. I'm hoping to go in beta here in the next couple of weeks. Um, it's looking really good before this podcast. I was sitting down with it for like an hour and a half and combing through it and making little notes. And I'm down to things like more margin and Shouldn't we have a button that opens the screen that we have over there? Right. Right. That kind of really small stuff. So really excited where that's at. Um, But Service Monster 6 in a stall mode until we get a QA person for a feature set. So what I asked Matt to do is kind of just put his arms around the bugs, the friction points, the... The things that, and and, not all of these are classified as bugs, as in you click something and it explodes the app. But you could click something, it could do something unexpected, like the process flow is a little wonky, or actual bugs, like something that worked that's not really working now or working differently. So um, the whole engineering team for SM6, this next sprint, is focused on those bugs, including eliminating that little red dot in the bottom left hand corner of your Service Monster 6 desktop screen. And so we're combing through those. We're fixing all of that stuff, and that that will be the next release we push out. will just be a bug fix release, a friction point release. Yep. Yep. So excited about that and the way the team's going. Um, interviewing. I've got two interviews next week for QA people. Um, so we get some QA people
1: plugged in, and, uh, yeah, rolling forward. Very cool. I don't know if you can hear us, but, yeah, definitely a shout-out to Matt. He's definitely, definitely taken up the mantle, and my yeah. talks with him have been, like – you definitely taking it very seriously.
0: We went to a uh, job fair on Wednesday at Bellingham Technical College. And um, the event was useless. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's always nice to just get out. But it was a first time in a long time that Matt and I just had a long time just to sit and chat. And, um, yeah, very, we got a lot of done. We got a lot done. Nice. So I'm very excited to move that forward. And Mark is helping with the printing of the cards downstairs so we can get this process moving. Yeah. Um, there's a triage process that, you know, we could talk about at some point that business owners, service business owners can use to manage their pain points, especially if their organization is growing and and attack those pain points using the leverage of the employees. Um, so, I mean. Maybe we can put a footnote on it. If you guys are interested, make a comment, uh, let us know. But it's a very cool system. That's what I stole and kind of evolved for what we're going to be doing here in the engineering and production environments.
1: Yeah. Very cool. So um, from there, I think we can just kind of jump into smug. Sure. Um, been a lot of activity. I really feel like the activity's picked up since the podcast. I don't know if they do Correlation causation kind of thing. Well, it certainly picked up after the last release. Well, yeah. It definitely did. I was actually on vacation during that. Oh, so gosh. You missed it. That, that was... People didn't like their
0: totals disappearing.
1: Yeah. No, I, I was... Oh. I found out on Monday walking into that. It mm-hmm. Apparently, it was a rough bit there. But uh, yes, at least now we know that that feature set is well-liked. well, well liked. Yes. <laughs> um. So, the first one just kind of started with, with uh, Don. Um, and I've seen a couple of these. I always like to bring them up when there's really good information that comes from them. But when someone's looking for recommendations, collaboration in the team, I love seeing that in Smug. Yeah. And Don asked for um, phone answering services. Yeah. Um, and I put in here, you know, rip super agents. I know people like that a lot. But yeah. Insider baseball there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But the one that that there are there a couple mentioned uh, we always kind of mention paperclip yep. in that uh so, was that lupe yeah. and she came out of
0: uh, pros choices call center they tried to do
1: yeah so no she's popular yep, yep. and the other one that was uh call center plus uh, was mentioned and uh yeah just to kind of see that collaboration and really the business owners like try to group together and help each other out. And like right. I say, you know, they understand our software, they'll help you answer the phones in a professional way. And, you know, just always like seeing that.
0: Um, one thing that was interesting though, that was brought up is that most of those call centers are using five. Really? So we should get them on six because like notifications and stuff. Okay. Because <laughs> if you cancel something that they're we've known about for about a month, so it's being worked on. But in five, if you can't, if you set up notifications in six and you cancel a job in five, those notifications don't get shut down automatically. So that's kind of a friction point there. So some of the call center people are canceling jobs and they're still getting notifications. So, oops, gotta go into six and turn those off until we get a patch out. And I'm hoping David can shove something out in the next week or so.
1: I can definitely reach out to kind of the major heavy hitters that I'm aware of. Yeah, um, Get them if, on six. Yeah. The next one comes from uh, Daniel. Um, and he was talking about, you know, taking the CRM focus and flipping it kind of internally, um, looking at it like an employee relationship management. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this stuff already gets tracked, you know, through the audit. Who's doing what? Who's closing what? Um, kind of things like that. But I really liked his kind of s- suggestion feedback is having a dashboard that's actually solely based on that we
0: have the leader board right Right. Um, and I kind of took a stab at that and then tossed it to Randy who hooked it up and I don't think it's gone anywhere since then Um, so that really needs cleaned up and that has some nice information for salespeople as well as technicians um, jobs and callbacks and reworks and all that kind of stuff Uh, we also have reports for the technician efficiency reports and and that kind of stuff but um, Allen Falls I think had what well, was it, two years ago or something, Given me a spreadsheet that uh, was pretty incredible for all the things he tracks for his employees. Um, and so he was like, here, dude, steal this. And so we have that information, um, and some of it corresponded to what they were asking on the smug post. So it's something that we definitely wanna look into. The only reason I've been holding back a little bit is because I wanna get job costing in before we make the big push. And once we have inventory control wrapped up, cause it's done and it's already been through two rounds of QA, it's just sitting there waiting for the next QA team to, to give it a thumbs up. Um, but uh, once we have that in place, job costing is gonna be really close cause we'll know how much juice you're using. So we know the consumables. Right. Um, And then the only thing that's going to be left is labor. So parts is covered. Labor is covered because we know how many hours they've worked. And so the only thing they'll need to tell us is how much essentially or effectively they're making per hour. So with that and commissions, we can do labor plus material costs and give you your cost of goods sold on your orders and service monster. And that's huge because, you know, as much as I talk about managing that stuff, we don't currently have a cost of goods sold. Um, And I think that's been a missing point for a while, but usually service business providers are so busy, that's not a KPI they think about too much. So they haven't been yelling at us about it, but I've been screaming about it internally because some of these guys are going to see their cogs and just cry. Like they'll see their true margins and they'll just be like, WTF,
1: right?
0: Yeah, like how can I run a business and so they'll need to dial that in and you know There's a handful of ways to do that, but raising prices and lowering costs kind of is the end game, right? so um, so once we have that having those employee ma- moving to employee metrics makes a lot more sense because now then we have cost of goods sold We'll be able to work backwards from there and really attribute Employee effort to dollars. Right. And when we get equipment tracking in, like I want to be able to set that up in such a way where if something goes missing and somebody checked it out, then uh, you know, it's, you know, it's a report. Then you can decide what to do with that information. <laughs> right. <laughs> states, states laws vary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. Um, so this next one, you probably knew I was going to post this one. Um, cause i had a little personal stake in this one, but uh, Tim brought up the implant rug shop kind of the, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the thing we talked if you guys listened to the, uh, the Kanban podcast, we had a couple of weeks ago. Um, part of the thing that I mentioned after the sales side was yep. some things that we've found with our users of way to kind of rig it. So that you can use it for other things. Um. And I and I clipped or I take, took Justin's clip of that
0: podcast that we were just talking about the Kanban and I directed it to a couple people who had questions. Yep. Um, and they were like, holy shit, this this is this is going to work.
1: And then it got even better. Right. Because Tim's comes back. Go ahead. Well, I, I saw all this going down and I was looking at this and I was like, you know, I never did a full-blown just video of walking through from point A to point B. And so I just whipped up a video and, and Justin did some really quick editing, which we got a random response about the uh, the intro song there from Tim. <laughs> we picked that music out like a year ago. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I just had the video there. And then we got immediate response from Tim. He loves it. Like, literally the very next day, he liked it a lot. Um, Jeremy had good things to say, too. but. Uh, if any of you are hesitant or have dealing with implant rug shop issues, um, it's definitely something to kind of check out. And we'll attach that video to this one, too, if anyone is curious. Yeah. But um, it really is a pretty functional way of doing it. It wasn't its initial design. But the great thing about a lot of the things we build here is we we want it to be customizable. Yeah. So you can find these things that, that make it work. Yeah, so, that's great. That was a big, uh, big victory. You know, we'll just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so that, those are the, the smug posts I have, but thanks, as always, to our smug users for their collaboration. Um, the, the feature focus, like you mentioned, as we kind of segue into that now, is on kind of employee screening, kind of reputation management. And uh, I'll kind of pass this off to you in a second, but just kind of the way I look at it is I was I've been thinking about this one for a while because last month um, I did some work with one of our integrations. And kind of making sure their onboarding process was smooth when they bring people on to connect with service Monster. And the more I looked into it, I see you know this problem kind of unfold from our user standpoint. Um, on the one side, they want to be able to show to their clients that they're trustworthy, that they're licensed, they're bonded, and also that their employees are trustworthy. You know the service industry, Everyone listening kind of has a really unique um scenario where it's a very intimate relationship.
0: You're inside people's homes. Yeah.
1: That's as intimate as it gets from, you know My wife hates it. Yeah. No, it's, it's especially if you're there it. while they're there. It's always
0: a little, especially if you're a recluse. Yeah. Right? And your and your comfort zone is home because the world is a vampire.
1: Yeah. No, I was I,
0: gonna do it, but then I
1: didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um so there, there's that side of it, right? And then there's also kind of from from your point of view, from like an, an ownership point of view, um how do you how do you build that in your own employee culture to make sure that, you know, your employees take that seriously? Yeah. Because it is it is a, a kind of a large responsibility on their shoulders.
0: It is. And um Carpet cleaners are kind of unique. It's interesting. They're not as I wouldn't say open because I think they're the same. They have the same general liability as like uh, housekeepers, let's say. But the stories of people calling them back saying you stole my stuff are really rare, super duper rare. Um, now that's not to say that. You don't have to be mindful of who you hire and then put in your clients' homes. Um, But like maid services, I'm on those bulletin boards, man, and it is weekly that people will call up and just accuse the maid. And they treat maids like garbage, right? They treat um, single service providers like, uh, you know, coming to do the carpet cleaning out of one shot, maybe once a year, right? Or window cleaning once a year, or roof cleaning, you know, once every two years or whatever it is. They treat those guys with a little bit more respect. Uh, There's still that service mentality, which wait until AI sucks up all the other jobs and services. The only thing that's out there. You guys will be the king of the hill. Um, But I think carpet cleaners have a little bit of immunity to when it comes to this just outright. You're trash and you're cleaning up my home. And if something's missing, I'm going to blame you for stealing it. Um. But if you want repeat business, you've got to make Mrs. Jones feel really comfortable. Like she's got to be happy and not no tension, no anxiety. Right. And so there's a handful of ways that you can prep Mrs. Jones, and we'll talk about that. But I would also suggest being really diligent in bringing in the right employees to start with. And you know, the, I I get the service guys get on me a little bit because we have an office here. Well, Joe, you don't know how hard it is because, you know, I got guys working out in the field and your people sit in cubicles all day. I'm like, well, okay. A, I have an open office. So, you know, there's no cubicle. I'm just just, (laughs) (laughs) corner office lights. No, um, I I've worked, I've swung a hammer for two, three years. Oh yeah. Um, so I know what being out there is. And I've, employed people in that environment. And I've also employed people in corporate world. And I've also employed people in startup office. So those are the three environments, manufacturing, trade construction, um, and then office and corporate. And people are people like across the board. Now, if you're paying below minimum wage plus commission, you're going to get what you pay for, just like how Service providers bitch about how their clients don't want to shell out the money to get the service, right? Then they're cheap on the vendors or the products that they buy or they're cheap on the employees. And um, it's just not a good environment. So the first thing is making sure that you're paying enough for quality work. That doesn't mean you got to bring in these guys and pay them 60 grand a year to push a wand. But there's a big difference to a lot of people between – Ten bucks an hour and fourteen bucks an hour—that's a—that's a big jump. Um, to the business, you know, it could hurt. But building a good, solid team is what's going to grow a business. Building a team on a foundation uh, where everybody is just in and out, and there's this constant churn—you can't keep people more for more than twelve months. It's a nightmare, and you'll just—it's just always HR issue after HR issue. And so that's first, bringing in good quality people. And I've talked about this before. You want to find rock stars and heroes that are early in their game because that's when you can afford them. But that, you know, Captain America was still Captain America before he got juiced up. That's right. And so, you know, you want to find Captain America when he was a squeaky little kid because he'll bust his ass. Uh, And then, you know, when he's a Captain America, he'll be like, man, thank you for that opportunity. Um, the other thing too is getting people who are committed to the company. And a big part of that is finding your why. I talk about that a lot. Simon Siddick has a book. He does a lot of speeches. You can find them on YouTube. Um, understanding what the company's trying to do not just make money, but you know, how are you helping Mrs. Jones and the cleanliness and health of her home and you know, that kind of thing. And and how are you able to communicate that to the people so that they can make that their mission too? If you hire people just to push them on or just the answer the phone or just to sling the code, they're gonna lack context. That context, and I've, I have problems with this too sometimes. I'll you know, bring in some people and then I may isolate them too much and then they're, they don't get the full context. Then they start making opinions that have nothing to do with reality because without the context, how can you make a judgment call? But it's funny. Humans are funny things and we'll make judgment calls even with partial data. Right. Um, And so keeping them engaged with the whole company aspect, you know, regular, maybe not super regular meetings, but keeping them and making them feel involved, um, that will go a long way to bringing loyalty and making sure they're pushing the ball in the right direction if they understand that, right? So we do, uh, you know, try hard to especially key players, bring them into the fold um, here at Service Monster. But for service companies, I think that level of communication shows up in the home. So when those people go into Mrs. Jones' home, they're not just have their headphones on and just pushing the lawn mindlessly while they're not even looking at the floor. They know that the work they do matters. Because if Mrs. Jones is happy and they do a good job and they can feel good about that, they know they did right by the company and the company as a whole is gonna get better, which means Susie, who works in the office, just might get that raise that she needs in order to help buy that car she needs for her kids' daycare. You see what I'm saying? Like everybody's a family, it's all connected, and everybody's moving in the same direction. So when you have that environment, internally, you know you've built trust and loyalty. And I would caution service providers who don't have an environment that I explained that I just laid out here. How do you feel about having an environment that's not like that and you're pushing employees like that into the home? That is where you're looking for trouble right? This is where somebody might take something. And then when Mrs. Jones calls up, you're going to have to deal with it. Like, do I believe the tech or not? Like, you know, and and people who don't really care that much. So, you know, they'll get in two accidents, two, three accidents within a year, damaging your truck and your vehicles and your stuff, or leaving tools behind, right. Or, you know, not smelling rosy, uh, smoking out in front of Mrs. Jones home, uh, not being well kept in their, you know hygiene or their clothes, or you know the way that they present themselves, or maybe their attitude sucks, so when they actually interact with Mrs. Jones, it just comes off and rubs off the wrong all of that is affecting brand consistency uh repeat rates get flushed down the window, flushed down the toilet, and it just you know flushed out the window. that's just nasty. <laughs> <laughs> But you see, I just kind of went on a rant there. But, you know, um, I, I think that's important. Once you have built that culture, then it's your responsibility to communicate that to Mrs. Jones in a way that you can set her expectations and lower her anxiety before your staff even gets there. Right. So um, so that's the first side, which is internal, right? Again, Hire slow, fire fast. Um, Tony Robbins talks about this a lot. One of the number one mistakes most employers make is hanging on to employees t- too long. Uh, it's not good for the employees, it's not good for the employer. That doesn't mean that you know you have a rock star employee and then they show up five minutes, they nope, that you're out. But it does mean if you have a rock star employee and they're a dick and everybody in the company hates them, you know what, sorry, rockstar employee, you gotta go. Uh, it does mean that, yeah, you've got to interview more people if you want to let go of junior, because he's just not clean enough. He doesn't, can't get the corners, right? Doesn't really care about putting the tools away, right? You know, you start to, you start to lose sleep over, it. you start thinking about it, you you have empathy for him and you're like, ah, you know, but, but you've got to keep every other employee in your company happy and healthy. And so it, that stuff can breed like a cancer if you're not careful. But once you've got a good staff and then you're pushing them in Mrs. Jones' home, just, you know, then it's communicating to Mrs. Jones about how awesome your staff is. So what are some of the ways in Service Monster we can
1: do that, Adam? So, yeah, it's the whole reason this conversation kind of got started is we have an, an integration. Um, it's called The Seal. You can find it in, in our marketplace. The Seal. Um, it's, the, the, it's actually – TheSeal.com is their website. Wow. Really? Yeah. Good for them. I know, right? I actually <laughs> was shocked. Um, but I thought that would have been a religious thing already. <laughs> Who knows, man? Maybe he's got friends in high places. Seven with
0: the Seventh Son of the Seventh uh, Son.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was, I was helping with the onboarding process there, making sure that their connection was smooth with us, and really just kind of... You know, talking to the CEO over there and just kind of seeing like what they're all about and just learning more about it. And what they do is a twofold. Um, it's it's all about kind of reputation management and also about employee screening. And whether you do it with the seal or you do it somewhere else, um, the nice thing, obviously, is this integrates with Service Monster. But they provide kind of background checks that are verified. You know, by a third party, right? It's not coming from, you know. Joe's Cleaning Company, it's right. coming from a third party. right? And it's verified and depending on your level, like how often that gets kind of rechecked, um, it verifies your licenses, you know, if you're bonded and things like that. So it's checking not only your employee, it's checking you, uh, um, your claim, so to speak, as, as a, a business owner. And then it's sending these messages to, you know, Mary at her house, kind of making sure she knows who the technician is. Like a picture of them, um, like she knows what to expect of that person, and she knows that you know they've that they're a professional and they've gone through all these checks, and like you know it's okay to let them into your home. So it's kind of a safety thing there. Make sure that that they feel comfortable. And on the backside, they also do kind of like the reviews and kind of keeping track of your reputation, like broadly, like broadly, right? Customer lobby, um, who are also in the marketplace, right? Yeah, just making sure that if there is a problem. That, you know, you're aware of that and like you're kind of tracking the after the job stuff. Right. And that kind of thing.
0: For those reviews and fishing for those reviews and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. But that first part's interesting because that's kind of the value add that the SEAL provides that the right. other ones don't. It's that employee verification kind of. Um, so do they, do they actually pre-employment verify employees for you or do you still have to go through a typical check there? Do you know?
1: Um, So they would still, during their hiring process, they'd handle that all with the HR or their own. How they do normally. Right. So
0: the seal wouldn't handle that portion. This is
1: a separate kind of entity. Yeah,
0: because I know Eric here at Service Monster, we have a company that we process applicants through if we think that they're a good fit. And then they'll do background checks and so forth on them based off the addresses that they've given us in history and so forth. So you're, so the SEAL doesn't do any of that.
1: Not as far as I'm aware no. No.
0: So, but, so then how do, they, how do they verify employees? What is that? Or do they just kind of create an environment that Mrs. Jones can look at that's by a third party, in this case the SEAL, or she can get some info and kind of feel a little better?
1: They're actually, they are running the check. Um, they don't kind of go into the nitty-gritty as far as how that process is handled. But it, I assume it's very similar to like mm-hmm. what Eric does like when you're going through the new background process. check, right. Yeah. But it does involve an actual like nationwide background check. So and stated. so do you get a profile page from them? Um, so yeah, so the, your employee record in Service Monster becomes kind of their ID. And then they build kind of like that profile page for you. And that information is what kind of gets sent as far as, like, the the employees considered. Like, and like,
0: they do, like, an employee bio with pictures yep, and
1: stuff? It has, like, a picture of him and just kind of understanding what this person has as mm-hmm. far as, you know, licenses and things like that. And then that picture. And then when you should expect them to arrive.
0: Very good. And then using Service Monster, you can take those URLs and you could create job notifications with links to those pages,
1: all of that stuff actually, for the most part, um, I'd have to double check on one other thing, but they actually do a lot of the notification stuff on their end. Like all that comes through the API, and they can. So, on the, if I schedule a job, yep, then they'll at some
0: point send out a communique. Yep, nice, yeah. You could, of course, also put all this together yourself on your own website right. using service monster job notifications. Yep. Um, this just makes it a little more official, gives a third party, right? This is, I guess that would be the, their pitch, right? This, the third party um, independent verification system. Although, what does that really mean? I kind of dig on that. Uh, but for uh, something that, you know, is a credentialed space, ICRC credentials and so forth, um, yeah, pretty interesting. Do, yeah. do they have a relationship with ICRC? Yeah, yeah, that's great. And now ICR, I guess they they uh, merged. Oh, really? Yeah, I heard about two months ago they merged. I it was a it. joke, but it but it, I thought it was a joke, but it wasn't. I was like, wow, interesting. That's amazing. Yeah, because man, that was uh, that was ugly for a minute. ICRC splintered uh, when the connections changed to the experience, and out of that came ICR and. Of course, continuing IICRC, but uh, yeah, rumors are it all blended back together at some point. So I don't know what they're
1: going to do now. Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Very cool. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's really what I got um, with the, the integration there. I think uh, really making sure that your reputation is being you know that you're aware of that. Um, you kind of have to dig all the way back, and that's why we started the conversation that way. And so right. Um, If anyone's interested, it is in our marketplace. You can take a look at them. Um, Otherwise, until next time. Yeah. See you guys.